Keep It Classy is made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. Show no mercy! Show no mercy! I'll show you no mercy. I'll show you my true form. I want to know what happened to Infiltration. Like, did his spirit get broken at Evo or something like that? <laughs> I haven't seen him around, and, like, he dropped his tag. Like, he's not Mad Cats anymore. Neither is Laugh. You know, as soon you know, as soon as he almost lost to a Puerto Rican, he just he went back home to Korea and he was shamed in the street. And they're like, "You almost lost to a Puerto Rican." And, you he should know, never they, have let you leave. They pelted him with rotten fruit. You know, <laughs> he's probably in some temple somewhere praying to his grandfather for forgiveness. <laughs> Dear Granddad. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't tech those throws. <laughs> and as long as I got my suit and tie, I'm leave it off on the floor tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. Now listen, if you like what you hear here on the podcast, please be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and check out our website, keepitclassy.podbean.com, or just drop us an email, say what's up, keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Ladies and gentlemen, and you are listening to round number 19 of the classiest podcast on the internet. You are listening to Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. Now, my name, as always, is Keith Barletta, a.k.a. Pockbell, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Mr. David Ivey, a.k.a. Savage. What is up, Savage? I am doing damn good. Yeah, no, it's a good day. You can smell it. You can taste it in the air. It's a good day for podcasts today. Oh, yeah. No, this is amazing because this is the first podcast that I've done with a new chair. Oh, yeah. No, you know what? It's so quiet that I can hear the ice in your drink jingling around in its glass. I'm sorry. I didn't have a chance to uh, jingle my glass methodically earlier. Are you at least drinking something classy? It's uh, it's it's peppermint schnapps. All right, that's that's classy and that's not classy, but that's okay. Oh man, I'm trying. It it's okay, it's cool. We're we're good. Oh, and by the way, uh, if you guys hear a plane land on top of the podcast, <laughs> Savage is using a new mic that might pick up the planes that are flying over his house. I'm sorry, I didn't know there were so many because pr- it's a private fucking landing strip. It's not like I live next to LAX. Yeah, I live, like, next to LAX, and you don't hear planes landing on my shit every day. Yeah, but, man, these guys just come in. These G5s, they don't give a fuck. (laughs) Okay. They're like, Well, maybe you guys will hear it. You guys guys will hear it. And uh, and so today, the things uh, we're going to talk about today... Now, again, our, our, our podcast, for those of you who are new, is all about supporting the fighting game community, promoting it. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, please send us an email at keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. We love to help people send out Q&A. And even if it doesn't get on the show, we always like to respond to people. Um, so that's good. And we would also like to say, please follow us on Twitter, at Classy Podcast. And, uh, you know... Drop us a post on uh, on our website, keepitclassy.podbean.com. Let us know you're out there and that you, you want to say what's up. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, we, need, we need to know that you love us. We need to know that you love us. And, uh, yeah, so today what you can expect from us is we're going to talk about an interesting post that was made by the executive – I think he's the executive producer of Tekken. Yeah? Mm. That's what it is. Harada-san? Yeah. Oh, I was drinking. Yeah, I yeah. say yes. Yes. So the executive producer of Tekken, uh, the Tekken franchise, Harada, um, who is like, it's really funny because him and Yoshinori Ono always like take pictures together because it's like Tekken and Street Fighter are like the two things. And Harada looks like he always looks like he's put together, but he just loves, you know, video games. And Yoshinori Ono looks like he got dropped off from an insane asylum. I guess (laughs) he's like, wait, we're not wearing geese here. We're not we're not. Where's your Blanca action figure, Harada? I'm like, ah, he doesn't need See, one. You're too young to remember this, but that's what the guys in the arcade look like, Keith. The arcade scene needs to stay dead. Which one? Which one? 
Oh no. Oh no? <laughs> he's so dropped off from an insane asylum. She's like, molesters and crazies, man. Yeah, my mom dropped me off here. She dropped me off. I've been my Taekwondo gi. Uh, and I thought I'd play some Street Fighter. You guys, I'm sorry, I'm being mean. But that's, but anyway, they're, they're awesome. <laughs> Radisson is awesome. And, uh, so, what do you, he made a post about frame data in video games and revealing, uh, just re- what game developers reveal to the players about the game with the game. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. So, we're gonna talk for our main topic. Um, I don't know how many of you follow um, the World Championship of StarCraft or the League Championship series, but we're talking about what we would do to, co- to make our own fighting game league, how we could bring all of these tournaments together into one thing. I know we've got Evo and whatever, but uh, we're going to talk about how to make this a little bit more organized than it already is and, and make make you as, a, as, an, as an audience member follow along more easily and uh, you know help the players kind of... Uh, plan where they're going more than just, oh, there's $500 in Chicago this evening, so I'm going to go down there. Like, you know, something more than And our character of the week this week is the son of Sparta, Mr. Virgil, from Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Man, I don't... I don't have any advice for him. It's, uh... Are we not... It's, um, um, never not having one of your team, um... Learn the sword combos. Um, <laughs> when you're in danger, chicken block, and then helmbreaker. And and that's it. Uh, Stinger. And being one of the most awesome game series of all franchise of all time. Yeah. To say, then, I was really happy when they when they announced that they were going to put those guys in uh, Marvel. That was like one of my. I was like, there's going to be Dante and Virgil in this game. I'm totally going to play this game. <sighs> I can't sigh enough. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I honestly have. I'm trying. I'm trying to be. <laughs> I could be. I could be like, okay, guys. So you gotta go. And remember, you gotta you gotta make them guess. But no, there's nothing. No, no. Just keep hammering away. No, oh, yeah, you've got you've got like an hour to come up with something. We'll figure it out. I'll figure something. out how to help people. I'm gonna, think, I'm gonna think hard on that because um, <laughs> man, I'll be professional at the end of this. Trust All me, right. I got so let's jump right into this. So basically what we were talking about is, um, first of all, we're going to talk about what frame data is. We talked about it already in the previous podcast, but for those of you just joining us, frame data, uh, a move, like a special move or a normal move, a punch, a kick, um, how fast or slow it comes out depends on how many frames technically, you know, like frames per second. Depends on how many frames it takes for that move to reach its neutral state, meaning it's not active, to the state in which it can do damage. So that it's active. And then, you know, so there's like active frames. So how long the move is out and startup frames, how long it takes for the move to come out and recovery frames for how long the move it takes for the move to, you know, come back from being active. And, you know, so frame data is something that's actually really important to the competitive scene because it basically means if you know. So, for example, if your move has it takes 20, it has 20 recovery frames and Savage's move has 10 uh, activation frames, it means that if Savage blocks your 20-frame move, he's still going to have 10 frames. He's going to have 10 frames to basically respond. Um, you know, or, yeah, he'll have, he'll have 10 frames to spare to respond. Does that make sense? So 10, uh, like, one-sixth of a second <laughs> to respond. Whatever. Whoa! 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 Are you okay? Yeah. It's, um... Did the chair? Did the new chair betray you? Just something, something just broke in the new chair. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> you guys, I mean, you who've been with us from the beginning know that Savage's chair is always—he has a very interesting relationship with chairs. I just bought this, man. It's real leather. <laughs> All right, whatever. I'll fix it. I'll fix it later. I'll fix it later. That chair breaks. I will die laughing, and I'm sorry, people at home. But here we go. So Harada-san talks about, hey, should we reveal frame – like, should the companies reveal frame data to the players once the game is released? So, you know, you can look in the guide, like the move list, and see, okay, this punch does 10 frames, and this punch does 15 frames, and so forth. Should we reveal that? And he says no. Because he thinks that it promotes, um, it, it means it, it promotes a player mentality 
uh, it promotes player mentality that, you know, they will instantly look at a move, look at the frame data, and assume that that move is crap or is really good based on that frame data. You know what I mean? How do you feel about that, Savage? Do you agree with it or do you disagree? He makes an absolutely perfect point. It's that min-maxing bullshit instead of actually how a character feels. Yeah. And he makes a damn good point about it, and I think they should stop releasing frame data. Huh. Yeah, because, you know, they, they released the frame data in, uh, in what's it, in uh, Injustice, but I feel like it, well, I didn't, I didn't look at it that much. You know, I, I feel I feel like Grundy will be twice as intimidating if they never release any frame data. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where knowledge is power in fighting games a lot. And you might say, well, why are they making it harder for us to learn? Because at the end of the day, you know, a player is just going to look up, is just, is just going to count how many frames a move is. But Harada makes another good point where he's like, sometimes people get it wrong. You know, or they get, they, they don't understand, by having them not understand, there's an excitement to playing the game, to not knowing. You know what I mean? And it makes yeah. the game a little bit more fun to play and more fun to watch. And it, and it really, I mean, he's abs, I think, he, I, I agree with you. I think he's absolutely right. That when you tell a player something like that, it completely discourages them from doing anything, from trying anything new. They're like, why would I do anything other than the jab? The jab has is is six frame. Like my why would I hit my left button? My left button is seven frames, but my right button is is six frames. Why would I ever use my left button? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't. No, yeah, it, it, it's exactly. Is it, how to put this? I'm trying to put this. I'm trying to keep it classy because <laughs> what I really want to say is all, all those min maxing cocksuckers will spend all their time posting on the forums about how you should always use. The forward A jab, you know, the, what is it, the uh, the fucking 6A. Yeah, the Always do 6A. Yeah. No, if you're not doing 6A, you're failing at this character. Look at the frame data. But if you play that character, you might, like, I guess the best way, like I said, Grundy, Grundy and Tager are twice as intimidating when you don't know the frame data. Yeah. Well, and it comes back to this this idea that, the only people that restrict the progression of the fighting game scene are us, right? Like, we're the ones that say this move is the best, don't use other moves. You know what yeah. I mean? We're the ones that say that. The game developers don't say that. We think that they say that. But it's it's we're trying to figure out what they're trying to tell us by figuring out the frames. And it's like, you know, it, it, it really stunts our growth when we only look at, you know, this, you know, we, when we only compare the numbers. Because it breaks down fighting games into a state that they're not in. You're not playing World of Warcraft. You're not, you know, like you're you're just not. And so it doesn't it does you cannot min max a fighting game. You can't. Bro, you mean I can't run molten core until I can beat Chris G? No, you can't. That's exactly that's a great analogy. Uh, for those of you who are World Warcraft fans or who are not World of Warcraft fans, I guess molten core was the, the end game raid, right? In the uh, sixty. It was their first uh, in-game dungeon. Yeah, and what? Man, in, I just uh, dated myself by saying that. There's probably kids too young to even know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what we mean yeah. by by min-maxing is that players take uh, spend a lot of time trying to find the best combo, the best move, and so they maximize the best move. They maximize their art- arsenal of best moves, or they find the character that has the most best moves and ignore characters that they have that have moves that are you know weak and at the end of the day what do you think makes a a move strong or weak savage if it's not frame data then what is it knowing when and where to use it it's like have you ever seen uh have you ever watched Wednesday? some wednesday night fights uh they don't do as much wednesday night fights but a lot of tournaments someone will be someone will point out like that's not the optimal combo yeah like they're not taking the full advantage of the frame data or the uh, proration because certain moves do less damage the deeper they are in your combo. Yeah. And they're saying, like, oh, you know, you're not optimizing. And is that another fucking plane? I swear to God. Here, you hear that, people? <laughs> my life. Funny story. One of the first nights I slept here, I woke up thinking it was like uh, if you were West 24, they knew Valencia. I thought it was like an episode 24, and they were dropping a plane on Valencia and blowing it up. <laughs> it was so 
pull out. I just woke up like, oh no, I'm going to die. I'm going to die sleeping on the floor in this house. And then, uh, and then the plane landed safely at the airport, and uh, I just started getting used to these planes coming and going. Anyways, I'm sorry. Now, true strength within the fighting game scene, I mean, it's not the frame data. It's the, the really strong players are always the ones, like, for example, I mean, we, can, we just talked about Christie. We could talk about it. Nobody cared about Morrigan until Chris G took a move that everyone's like, oh, whatever, I don't get it. And made it incredible, okay? Yeah. And revealed how you can use that move to have to achieve success, okay? And what that means is that there is no best move. There's only the players that know how to use the move the best. You know what I mean? And and that's that's the real thing is that true strength comes from creativity. Right. And there it is. That's and it, here comes another plane, Keith. I swear <laughs> to God. I can even say okay. it's, it's a prop plane. I can hear it. I've heard so many plays, and now I'm actually embarrassed for this guy. Aww. A jet just landed, and this dude's trying to land his prop plane. Look at it. Listen to it. Listen to it struggle oh, over my house. Shouting at the shouting at the planes that are going over. That's really happening right now. I'm oh, sorry. I'm just. I just want to make my point. <laughs> <laughs> and these planes won't let me do it. No, creativity in fighting games is what provides true strength. It's not the frame data. It's not that video of this dude kicking ass with this one combo. It always, at the end of the day, I mean, it's frame data is a good place for you to get started, but it's never where you should end, ever. It's never where you should end because at the end of the day, the thing that wins matches is outthinking your, is outthinking your opponent. That's what yeah. it is. And you're always going to outthink them with the moves you don't you normally use. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, what was it when, uh, when uh, PR Raw caught the dude with the okie doke? Yeah, where he did that overhead punch thing on top of his face and, and KO'd him. Like, those kinds of moves come out of nowhere. And it's and I, I, so I, I agree with Harada. I mean, like, it's it's... It's silly for us to release damage and, um, I mean, da- maybe damage. I mean, actually, I would kind of be like, if there was no percent damage, can you imagine if it didn't show what damage you did in Injustice? You know what I mean? Uh, if it did not show the damage that you do. Yeah, the guest, yeah, the guesstimate. Yeah, I think that would be even better. You know what I mean? I talk, and this is, all right, I'm going to go on a little rant right now because oh, I'm go. playing a lot of Tekken right now, okay? And I'm getting so frustrated but the thing is because i'm following the podcast advice you know i take a break i take deep breaths i don't let it get to me but when it reveals to you the information that is is just it i don't want to i want to i don't want to say masturbatory but kind of when it reveals like win loss ratio (laughs) when it releases all that shit that i was like man if i could just see the two characters and we would just fight until one of us is dead, and all I saw was a health bar, I would be so happy right now. You know what I mean? I don't need the game to continue to point out what's good and bad for me. I want to learn how to play the game myself. And maybe that's an advanced way to think about things in terms of, like, because I've been playing it for playing video games for so long. But I feel like there the, the magic is all gone. You know? you know what it is? You know what it is? It's just... We used to want that. We used to want to know how long that combo was. We used to want the other guy to see it. Now you don't want to see it because now you're not in an arcade. You're at home. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so you just don't want to see. Yeah, I know, dude. I know you just did a 64 hit combo. Me, myself, and I just witnessed it. And we're all ashamed. <laughs> yeah, sip. Like, yeah. it's. It's just it's so it's, it doesn't have the same appeal. Getting that combo when you're like like now like, you know when I'm over at your house, I want everyone to see that combo. When you see that, you see what I just did there. Yeah, I did that. The buzz. Turn that shit off. But yeah, oh, multi like when I'm doing solo online, I might want to turn that off. Yeah, because it's like if I look, I'm like this actually happened to me. I I'm like two and seventeen or something like that with Hihachi right now, and I'm play and I play against people that are like. You know, that have like a 70% win ratio and have played 600 games. And I'm discouraged before I even start playing, you know, and it messes with you. It, it changes. Seeing numbers appear on the screen, seeing data about the game 
does nothing but fuck with your head. And you have to overcome it. Like, that's not how a game should be put together. And there's no game that doesn't do, that, that gives you this option. But I really, I think that is the future for, in terms of incorporating more people into the fighting game scene. The less you see about the, the high score mentality of the arcade, the better, the, the better off and the more popular these games are going to be for people. I think. I think you got a good point. You know what I mean? I think you're right. I think you're right. Because you made a good point, too. We're not in the arcades anymore. I should be able to control what I see, what content I want to see. Um, and, I mean, the frame data is a choice that the company needs to make. But, you know, even if they gave me the choice to turn it on and off, it's fine. But, like, yeah, no, there needs to be a little bit more concern for how we how we think about our games. You know, because we think about them yeah. in terms of numbers. And, I mean, maybe it's different overseas. But here, I see... I see a 70% damage combo, and it's going to discourage me, actively discourage me from trying to do other combos. You know? No, that's a good point, because they're like, well, I learn anything else other than that. Yeah, like, how to do that. That's it. That's what I'm saying. So, like, they, they discourage you from not, like, you know, announcers will be like, oh, he didn't optimize that combo. But when you stick to your bread and butter, I know this combo, you know when to use it, you know how to use it. You might not do 73% every time. But you'll do more than that in damage because you'll be in a comfortable place and you'll be able to get, you know, you'll be able to get in there. You'll be able to make that damage happen instead of constantly looking for a chance to do a 73 hit combo, three, I mean, a 73% hit combo, 73% damage combo that you're uncomfortable with. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, and, and the thing is, is it's when you can, and when you're not focusing on doing that kind of stuff, you... You're, real, you're understanding the flow of the match in terms of this is about me getting inside his head and messing with him, not about a number that I see on the screen. You know, so we need to, we need to start looking past uh, those numbers that we see on the screen because there is more to the game than the max frame link and just finding what optimal tool goes where. Because what is optimal? What's optimal is what succeeds. And if you can succeed with something that is not considered optimal, it will become optimal. So. Sure. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying, man. So, yeah. So let's let's jump right into our main topic here. So what do I mean by create our own fighting game league? Because right now there's, you know, there's Evo, right? There's the world championship of fighting games, right? But there's tournaments that happen all the time, local, you know, majors all the time, all over the U.S., in Japan. And there's no nothing that really ties them together. There's nothing that makes them come together um, and, you know, and, and make this cohesive thing. And so when you try to watch, I mean, LCS is one Twitch TV channel. It's one game, you know, same thing with Starcraft. It's one channel, one game, and you can just, you know where to go to follow from beginning to end a season of fighting game or a season of, uh, esports, right? But we don't have anything like that for, for fighting games. And part of the reason why is because in the LCS and Starcraft, they're only focusing on one game. Exactly. Whereas in the fighting game league, we've got like four or five that we play, right? And so it's kind of hard to organize that. But I still think there can be some way for us to link these tournaments together and make a cohesive way of getting from beginning to end of a fighting game season. What do you What do you think, Savage? It's possible, but you're not going to get the cooperation you would need from other, from the, all the companies, you know? Well, not all the companies, just from like Capcom, really. Like you would need like a 2D fighting game league, right? You would need that broke. It would, it would have to be like boxing, okay? Right. So then you have boxer. You have boxing. Boom. All right. Then we have women's boxing. We have male's boxing. And then we have that's bro broken down into weight classes. So we would have like, we have fighting games. Then we have 3D fighting games, 2D fighting games. And then we probably have another. Right. For games like Gundam and like, I don't know, Power Stone, whatever. I'm just throwing games out there now. All right. So then you would have to break it down to different classes where it would be like classic Street Fighter. You know, you got your Capcom Street Fighter games. You would have like your Mortal Kombat games. You have like your anime where you would have your Arc System games pretty much, your Dark Stalkers, something like that. Well, here's the thing. I think we need to... I think there's a way to do this in a better way because when we look at it, we look at the we look at Evo and we right. Let's let's take Evo. Let's say it's Evo, right? Let's say Evo because in the champion in any sport, 
in any anything, any sport, you always want to know overall how everyone's doing and who's going to the championship, right? That's what it's all about is a championship. Who's getting there? Who's not, right? It affects what you watch. It affects what you're doing. And so if we consider EVO the championship of the world, right, and you know what games are going to be in EVO, then don't you think there's a way that we could organize the other tournaments that have the, that are using the same games that are going to be at EVO to get there? Well, yeah, but it, it, it will require so much collaboration, so much met, micromanagement that we don't have because the money's not there right now. But, oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that will be the way to do it because we brought it up before, and that's why I was really excited about Injustice. I got to see how many more characters they release, if any, for Injustice now they release Antana. But the problem is the champion of EVO doesn't matter. It's You don't care about who won EVO. You care about who won what at EVO. Right. No, that's true. But when it comes to NFL, you just care about who won the Super Bowl. Right. And so that's the problem. Like, that's, that's the, that's the innate problem with the fighting game community is we're the, it's the business model. You see, like, certain people are trying to make changes, like, uh, like Namco, uh, the Killer Instinct guys. They're, they're clearly trying to go with a different business model. And if I don't see any way to make a good, like, a, a good tournament system where you can sit down and every like every week watch one channel that's gonna be my road to Evo, you know? Yeah. Like I don't see that happening right now with the way fighting games are being made. I, I, I don't see it happening. I I can't I can't think of a one way to make that work for all the games for Evo. I see one company Doing something like that, I see Capcom sitting down and maybe going to Wednesday Night Fights and saying, all right, when you do your Street Fighter tournament, we're going to stream it on our Capcom station, you know? Right. And then Capcom shows every Street Fighter tournament for Street Fighter leading up to EVO. Well, here's what I think, okay? Because I think I agree with you that it's very difficult to organize, but... Here's the thing. I don't think that the tournaments that exist right now, the majors, the regionals, and whatever, have to change. Have to change. They can continue to run the way that they do. The problem is, is that we don't have a central place to watch all those tournaments, and that there's no way for those tournaments to link right now to the world championships. And so, what I would say is, if you have Evo, and let's say, let's say, let's, let's say that they're only going to do it for three games. You know, let's say it's Street Fighter, Marvel, and Injustice. Okay. Because those three games are at every major tournament anyway. Let's say that at Evo, we, I mean, this is just for the, this is before we get into how players are going to see it. First, let's talk Evo. You've got Street Fighter, Marvel, Injustice. You've got the championships. And it's always fun to see people show up at the world championships and climb through the ranks. But let's, let's do some reserved uh, spots in the top 16, top 32, whatever it's going to be. And have all of the other majors and have uh, Evo choose who, the, who they consider a major tournament and that can change over time. But have Evo announce these are the tournaments that we're going to consider. Have each of those tournaments, based on how many people enter the tournament, based on how the prize pool goes for those tournaments, give you points or something of, the, of that nature that allow you to – you know, re, you know, that allow you to compare scores of players. So if I won SoCal Regionals and, you know, CEO, I would have like 50 points towards getting into Evo. And so whoever has the highest accumulated score at the end of it, based on how many, where they placed in what tournaments where, it gives them a reserved spot in the top 16, top eight at Evo. And then from there, you've got a, so then you've got players encouraging players to travel around to places that at the very least that the world championship is condoned and it's going to take, it doesn't necessarily have to be a company, but it's going to take a third party streaming system. That's willing to say, okay, once Evo has announced, these are going to be our regional tournaments. These are going to be the tournaments, our qualifying tournaments for the world championship. It's not going to stop you from entering and trying to climb your way up from pools. But if you want to get a reserved guaranteed spot in your game, you're going to have to win in that game in these tournaments. 
And uh, from there, it takes a third party to say, hey, we're going to stream. You can you can stream, um, you know, you, like Spooky, you can stream your tournament. No problem. Let us stream your tournament as well. We'll give you a percentage of what we get or a large percentage of what we get. Let us take let, more like let us take a percentage of what you get. Right. And we're also going to stream all these other tournaments when they're out. And it'll allow people to organize the tournaments in such a way that they're not going to conflict with each other. And you have people at the top saying, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with the companies. It has to do with what's at Evo. And then they can choose how uh, the players qualify for Evo, choosing what tournaments. What do you think? Sure. I mean, well, basically, they, they use the point system now. But you're right. I think he's going to take a third party and it's going to change every year. Yeah, in terms of who sees it. You know, like, it doesn't have to be Capcom or Namco that are streaming this stuff together. But if you had, you know, the fighting game, like, the the Evolution Fighting Game League stream, then every time there's a major tournament, you can go, like, you can, you would see it. You'd pop on Twitch TV, you'd say, what's just happened at e- on the Evo tournament scene? And you would look, and it's like, boom, there's the stream. And so it streams, it streams all the tournaments that it considers to be major, uh, separately, you know, so that, hey, Team Spooky can either coordinate with them and get more, you know, and not stream at the same time, you know, and they can work, all these tournaments can work out how, uh, how they want it to go. Yeah. So that basically, one, they don't overlap, and two, you pretty much have something to watch every week. Exactly. And you can look and say, you know, and, it, and I'm like, this would be great if this is one of those nobody wants to bake the bread, but everybody wants to eat the bread kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, but if we're saying that th- what it would take is right now there, I know that uh, the folks at Shoryuken and, and all of that, nobody expected Evo to become the unofficial uh, championship of the world of fighting games. I mean, when it first got started, like you said, it was in Pasadena or wherever the fuck it was. Right. <laughs> But it's now, Pomona, but okay. Well, okay, Pomona. And now that they sit at the top of the world, there is a responsibility to being at the top of the world, you know. And I think it improves business, especially if they're the ones that are running the unified stream, because you know that everyone that goes to the Evo are ever is everyone that's running these regional tournaments. It takes a sit down and be like, hey, would you be willing? We're gonna try and do this thing. Would you be willing to have your tournament? You know, SoCal Regionals, NorCal Regionals, CEO, you know, like all these different major tournaments that happen every year and that aren't in jeopardy of going under. Hey, would you be willing to us help have us help expose your tournament? And, hey, you know, all you have to do, I mean, you run your tournament how you want. Just let us stream it and take a tiny percentage of whatever it is that you're getting. Uh, you know, let us let us run our own stream of it. You can run the stream however you like, but let us just have it on our channel. And then... You know, we'll help bring in ad revenue. We'll help do what we got to do to make sure that, hey, everybody wins here. And at the very end of the day, you know, the players get to follow from beginning to end. There, there's more of an arc, you know, because that's really what it is, is. There's no story leading up to Evo. No stories. You know, you, you get you get them at Evo. Right. So, like you get there and you're like, oh, man, that guy went through all of that to get here. Yeah. But you don't get any leading up to Evo. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like. You have to, you have to think, I mean, this is something that <clears throat> is, like I said, it's difficult because you have multiple games that are all vying for a thing. But if something like this got started, not only would it continue to help because then there's already companies buying their way into Evo, right? That's how you get into Evo. But if you are able to say, hey, your game will be seen on this channel every week, you know, you know what I'm saying or whatever it is, then all the local tournaments that are hosting the streams can get sponsorships more easily That's because, a good point. yeah. So like it's, it's, it's helpful for everybody. Uh, and you know, as long as we're able to swallow our pride a little bit and have our views go down on our channel a little bit, but even not even that, like, cause if you're still making money, that's what matters, right? Exactly. And so, if it's more reliable money, you have more options of what you can do. Exactly. And then it's, just, it's like, I'm not going to schedule CEO at the same time as SoCal regionals. Like, you know, so I think it's possible. I think that there's definitely a way for us to see, uh, in the next five years, um, some more consistency to uh, to to our to the road to Evo, you know what I mean? And have some more. <clears throat> and, and and that's the other thing. Most people don't know the rules. 
of how Evo works, you know, and 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 having a, a simple system that people can get behind, it just helps you follow more. You know what I mean? So you could say, you know, and you can have as many tournaments as you want. You could say Justin Wong came in first in, you know, you know, these three tournaments, but they were minor tournaments and Ricky Ortiz came in second in these two major tournaments. And so he's got these points and these guys are going at it. And who, and so Ricky Ortiz and Justin have both got a spot in the top 16 at Evo guaranteed. They just have to show up. Boom. Like this is going to be cool to see, Oh, you know, it's, it will truly become a place for players to say who is the best in the world. Sure. It'll be like, okay, this dude got these points all through this week. You have a point. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. All right. All right you negative Nancy. All right. I see your point. Nancy Pantsy. All right. I see your point. I'm saying <laughs> it would be better if, but you have a point. You can make it work. It's just, uh, I don't see anyone doing that, but it's, it's on, it's all on Evo because, because at this point it's one of those things where you have to recognize what you've got. And I'm not, I mean, Evo is, an, a Herculean undertaking every year. I mean, there's no question about it. But if the players that be saw an opportunity or hired out a little bit or people were willing to volunteer to say, hey, we're going to put together this little league. It doesn't even have to start, Like I said, keep it simple. It's fine. Just one stream to watch all the tournaments in addition to the, um, you know, the other streams. I'd even pay $3 to do it, $4, $5, whatever. I'd do that, you know, no big deal. You pay, you know, I'd pay a subscription for that. If I, you're long, I was watching okay. it, you know, or watching an HD or something like that. But yeah, like there's, there's something about, you know, cause that's the thing. We all love to, to act like jackasses and be like, blah, blah, blah. It's going to cost eight bucks to watch the fucking Canada cup. Heard it, dude, dude, fuck this. No, I support the fighting game community, bro. For real. You don't support it. I do. You know, like it's, <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's not riot so we can't do it entirely for free but i think there's a way i think there's a way to at least improve slight to to do it and not have anybody lose money in addition to what they're already losing <laughs> all right so yeah so it's like all right we can do this and you won't lose any more money than you already but lose. there's at an opportunity first. to grow and make even more money exactly you see what I mean? Like, there's got to be some way. And that's the other thing is you're going to start to see when you do something like that, you're going to see more sponsors getting into the fray because there's going to be more to brag about. As a, there's going to be more for a sponsor to – because there's more for an audience to follow, there's more for a sponsor to follow. So if a player has won, you know, has, like, oh, this player got, you know, 150 points last season and he's like 10 points short of Justin Wong, I need to pick this guy up. You know what I mean? It's going to give sponsors more to follow with what's going on. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really important. It's something that if it happens, you're going to see Coca-Cola get involved because you're going to see more people focusing their attention in one place. Does that make sense? Yeah. You've got more people focusing their attention in one place. It means that the sponsors are going to get bigger and better and everybody's going to win. Okay, and I if I was I would I would love to do to host something like that. I would love keep it classy to be the the people <laughs> that host the whole thing, but we don't run Evo. <laughs> okay, and so it really has to be because they are considered the top of the world. They're the ones that are going to have to delegate this until something else comes and takes its place. Saying, do you know what yeah. I mean? I'm saying maybe we should uh, maybe we should uh, call these guys get started. Yeah, we call like, it uh, keeping Evo classy. Yeah, you we, guys, uh, us, we're the ones that curse and uh, and talk about shoutcasters not doing as we say, not as we do. And <laughs> <laughs> let us hook you up. That'd be great. No, Actually, no, that would be great. But uh, <laughs> it'd be perfect. Yeah, because uh, uh, we got nothing else to do with our time. We just sit around and do podcasts all day. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, 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 um, I hate to put it on you guys, Evo, but it's up to you guys to improve the fighting game scene because everybody looks up to you. And I don't care if you didn't want the responsibility because now you've got it. Okay. You got a Spider-Man this shit and you've got to make it happen since before Uncle Ben dies. Okay. Oh, See what I did there. 
I see what you did there, but he he never stays awful bad. No, he doesn't, but he has a chance to. Oh. Before he becomes a really shitty, shitty story. No, not shitty story. He becomes a B-list hero that has A-list problems. But... <laughs> And a shitty game and shitty character in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, who I love. Whoa, whoa, but, 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 when you see him in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, are you not excited? I, oh, I, shit! I, Spider-Man! Are you not entertained? Oh, yes. <laughs> I am very entertained when I see the Spider-Man. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, we've been ranting and raving about it, but, like I said, the LCS and StarCraft League, the reason that they're successful is because there's one place to watch it, just one, and you can track the story from beginning to end. That's the if you if you want to take the time. Those are the only two things separating the fighting game scene from other professional esports. Is that there's not one place to watch tournaments that you care about, and there's no way to track the player's story from beginning to end. And excuse me. And I think there's a way to do it. And uh, and I hope that if anybody's listening out there who has connections with Evo, give us a call. You know, give us a give us a consulting job, man. We'll be there. Sure. <laughs> oh man, yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll be there. We'll do the. We'll be we'll be there, and we'll show up, and we'll be we could be the bouncers. We could throw out the the stream monsters with the fedora do rag combos. You know what I mean? Oh, and the iPads and the bullshit and the just. Yeah, no, Savage is a big black guy. We could throw some people out. out of it's here. true. It's true. Every time I go to the bar, people always ask me to toss someone because they think I'm the bouncer. <laughs> it just keeps happening. Every time I go to a bar, I'm not the regular at. Because also, when I stand, I cross my arms because, I don't know, maybe I always like to look like I'm pouting. I don't know. But I cross my arms. And so, like, there's always a chick. Um, could you get this guy? He's hassling me. I'm like, honey, I am not the bouncer. Wow, all right. Speaking, uh, speaking of bouncing people out of bars, it's probably let's talk a better... about our character of the week. Let's move on to Virgil from Ultimate Marvel vs. Busted 3. All right? Oh, busted. So why, why you guys have heard us complain about Virgil. Who is Virgil, first of all? Virgil's a half-demon, sexy anime character with a giant katana and a blue trench coat. Who's really over the top, and he can cut space and time. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> it stabbed his brother in the chest, apparently. Yeah, he could do a lot of really cool stuff. And the reason that Virgil is such... The reason people complain... Here's the reason why I complain about Virgil. And I'm assuming it's why most people complain about him, too. First of all, he's on every single friggin' team. Ever. <laughs> ever. And the reason for that is because when he uses X-Factor, that, that, that mechanic that we keep wanting to change but is never going to change... When he uses that mechanic, he can uh, 100 to 0 an entire team. That's oh, it. Easy. It's, X-Factor lasts, what, 30 seconds when he's alone, something like that? Yeah, they always keep an anchor. Yeah, 20 seconds, let's say. He can take an entire team, full life to zero life, alone with X-Factor. So why wouldn't you put him on your team? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone else is going, yeah, I don't know. Why? Why wouldn't I put him on my team? And it's just like he's one of those characters that has come into popularity because he can teleport and because he's got a couple of really high-priority moves and he can 100 to 0 your team. So here's what you're going to watch out for for Virgil. Well, first of all, you've had time to think about it, Savage. How do you play against Virgil? First, what you're going to do... Is you're gonna you're gonna have to you have to build a team. You have to build a team that's gonna deal with a lot of chip because you know he summons his swords. It's a big part of his pressure. He gets he gets in your face and you're like, oh my god, there's so much chip happening to me, and you panic and he mixes you up. So you gotta get ready to deal with that. All right, so <laughs> no rocket raccoons. <laughs> no, 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 none of that shit. You thought you're gonna have fun. Fuck all of that, all right? <laughs> They're done. They're done, all right? All that so, fun shit is done. That's done. So then you got to think, all right, all right. So now I got to think, I don't want to sit in the corner and block. I'm not going to pick Hagar unless I'm going to build a team around piping people. 
So you could pick Hagar and Doom, right? Right? Beam, you beam them, and you pipe them, and you kick them, and you beam them, and you pipe them. You know, you can do that. You can do that. It's a lot of options. And then, you know, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't can't do it. Pick Virgil. You pick Virgil or you pick Wolverine. You hit the other Virgil first. You fucking kill him. And you get Virgil out of there. And then you take Doom. And you hit Missile. And you just, you foot dive. And you win. And then when Virgil's your last guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Before Virgil's your last guy, you bring him in. You do your demon mode, and you DHC in whoever's left. Let them die. Let Virgil come in a demon, you hit X-Factor. Doesn't matter who's left. Hit them. Swords, jump on them. You're going to either chip them to death, or you're going to fucking murk them. Next guy's going to jump in, right? He's scared. It's all right. His first move, you do chicken block. It's the internet. It's online. He's going to chicken block. You jump up, you throw him, you combo him, he's dead. If there's someone left, you do the same thing. This time he's going to try. He's going to try and counter your throw. Or he's going <laughs> to fuck it up because it's the internet. And you're going to throw him. And you're going to kill him. And he's dead. And you win. That's what you do with Virgil. That's all you do. I figure that I will bullshit you and say there's more to it. But you know. You turn into a demon. You summon your swords. You hellbreaker bitches. And then uh, you wait for him to fuck up and you do the same combo. <laughs> It's ridiculous. I, I'm like, no, I can totally bullshit this. Like, yeah, you gotta get a team, and you gotta get like a one-hit combo, and then once Virgil's in there, he, he gotta treat him like Phoenix. And it's like, no, fuck that. Just get Virgil. Just get just get your own Virgil. Or Wolverine. To join him. Only yeah, either is to join him. Okay, all right. If you want to do it, get get your Justin Wong one-touch kill team. Get your Akuma, Wolverine. Storms. Uh, there's Iron Man. He's got infinite. You got Doom's got an infinite. Um, I say Sentinel, but he's got the he's got man, he's got the life of paper panties, dude. He just doesn't he doesn't last long, man. He's just what right. excited outburst. You gotta- uh, I'm trying to think. Like there's you gotta have zero, but zero so delicate. So I wouldn't I wouldn't take zero. I mean, and lightning loops are so hard to do. Just get Virgil or Wolverine and kill Virgil. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sitting here with <laughs> honest advice that's just not bitter, but just get Virgil or Wolverine and just kill the fuck out of Virgil. Uh, all right. Let's assume that you at home you're so you're such a Nancy. You're so negative. But that's oh. fine because you're probably right. But the point is, is if you've got hope for your Captain America, Thor, Phoenix, Wright team, <laughs> you just you want to make it work, okay? Because you're gonna make it. You're gonna be the one that makes it work. Here's what you do. First of all, everybody that plays Virgil online is gonna jump in the air and do that shitty downward cut Helmbreaker thing. Helmbreaker. It's one of those moves that when I see the pros get hit by it, it's like it moves in slow motion for me. How do people get hit with this move? He jumps in the air and he just goes, oh, just comes straight back down. I'm like, how do you get hit with this move? It's just, I don't, I don't get it. But the point is, is try and ignore the voodoo magic that apparently makes people get hit by that move. Ignore it. Okay. Dodge that move. When he pops those, you have to have some good, um, some quick range attacks. I didn't say good. I say quick. Okay. Because good range attacks don't matter against a guy that can teleport. Quick range attacks do. Okay. Or even better, range attacks, like any kind of attack that surrounds you, that hits both sides of you. Okay. Because here's the thing. Virgils are going to be reckless 100% of the time. Because here's what's going to happen. Virgil's going to get a window like, when a Virgil comes in, he knows you're going to be scared, right? He's the son of Sparta. He's fucking half demon. He's going to come in here. He's going to cut you with the katana. He's going to turn you into pink mist. He knows you're scared. Don't be scared. He's going to jump in the air. And I, I'm almost convinced that's why people get hit by that Helmbreaker move. Because he just, I'm telling you, he jumps and he goes, drops this sword in a straight arc. It doesn't have any special properties or anything. It just does it. And, it's, and, like, it's like the pipe. Yeah, I'm like, how do you? The pipe is different because you can spam the pipe. The Helmbreaker's got some recovery on it. Like, you know, he, he's the pipe is just like, pipe on the ground, pipe in the air. 
double pipe. Like, there's just pipes everywhere. It's different. With the Helmbreaker, it's just like, don't get hit by it. Just block it. Why are you trying to swallow your pride? That's what I'm saying with Virgil. You swallow your pride, don't run in on the Helmbreaker, and get ready to to waste some time on him. Because when he's the last person, all he's going to do is you're going to want to make him burn that X-Factor, and you're going to want to stave him off until it's done. Right? I mean, that's at the end of the day what you're trying to do is stave him off. Or have a character that can mix him up. But you can't because he does that. He has a super that makes energy swords follow him. If you get close to him, you get hit. It's, it's, it's so funny to me because they had that Strider Hear You thing in Marvel vs. Capcom 2. They have it in 3, but it costs 3 bars to do. Where he's got, he's got the same kind of thing. Where he's got a bunch of shit that flies around him that stays on him wherever he goes. And if you get close Ooh, to him, you get hit. Yeah, the Ouroboros. That was bullshit in Marvel's Capcom 2, and then they gave, <laughs> and then they took it away from Strider in Marvel's Capcom 3, and they gave Virgil the same fucking move. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. But whatever. The point is, don't be scared. Have some quick ranged attacks, because what's going to happen is, is Virgil's going to be like, you know how this is going to go, dude. I know we were having fun for the first 40 seconds, but now I'm an X-Factor, and now it's time for you to lose. Don't. Let him do it. Use your quick range attacks. Use stuff that surrounds you. It doesn't even have to be... I mean, we're going back to that min-max thing. It doesn't have to be the the optimal move. But, like, you know, you get Doom in there with his fucking molecular shield and the finger lasers. Or you get, you know, Rocket Raccoon with his traps. Something that can disrupt him uh, is always how it's going to go. And then you just time... You just wait until he runs out of X-Factor, and then you fucking kill him because he's a half-made character. So... You know? yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. And an easy way for Virgil to overcome that is to have a character that would move that hits you with one in one direction, so he can teleport behind you, and then Helmbreaker you while you're blocking it. It's um, it's a dirty move. It's a dirty, dirty move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, Virgil, balance. You're you're so bitter about it. Well, I'm bitter too. He sucks. Because it, it was bad enough when I had Dante playing his guitar, like, nee, 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 and he's running around. I'm like, put on a shirt. This is serious. So he's just like, no, nee, nee. I, got, I got all these moves. Nee, nee, nee. I don't care. I'm just going to do the guitar. Nee, nee, nee. That's all he did. And then, like, it, it, even even as an assist, he slides it on his knees. And he's like, nee, nee, nee. look at me. I'm Dante. That was bad enough. Then everyone realized, just like in the other games, the, 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 Virgil's the better brother. And so they just, they just get Virgil. And then Virgil just stumps on everything because he doesn't even need, I don't even know how many moves Virgil has. I don't even know him. I don't, I, all I know is he has that one move to do when someone's doing something on the other side of the screen and he wants to stop and it just, it just cuts everybody. You do that move, you got the swords and you just jump in <laughs> and just pressure. And then, you know, you got Hellbreaker and a teleport. What else do you need? Does he have any other moves? I don't know, because he don't matter. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I wouldn't be so bitter about Virgil if he wasn't on every single fucking team. Because here's the thing. It takes a special kind of asshole to play Phoenix, and it actually takes a little bit of skill because you need to – you need to learn how to keep her out of the fight, and you need to not you know, learn how to win without using supers until she comes in. And then you need to be able to end it really quickly without getting hit. But with Virgil, and the same thing with Strider. Like, Strider, you have to know a lot of really complicated combos, and he's too fast for himself when he goes uses X-Factor. Yeah. Virgil yeah. is, Virgil is like... He's like the Superman of this game, if you want to, if you want me to compare it to Injustice. He's one of those guys that mid to high level of play, anybody with two cents in their pocket and who knows how to do a six hit combo can pick him up and win with him. And that's it. And you can turn matches around that shouldn't be turned around just because of how he is. Like with Dr. Doom, Dr. Doom used to be one of those kinds of characters, but Dr. Doom still requires, you know, he doesn't have anything. He doesn't have a teleport. You know, he does, Dr. Doom still requires only one foot dive to kill you, but it takes a lot to land that foot dive. <laughs> it takes you know? some tricks. It takes some hidden missiles. And if you are playing Virgil, um, don't ever call here again. I got, I got, <laughs> I got, no. If you're playing, if you're playing Virgil, uh, 
like we said, people are going to try. You're going to have to learn how to how to play him solo, like practice. I would almost practice with him on point just to learn how to play him so that you're playing him every single match because you have to learn how to play him without assists because that's how you're going to end up playing him eventually is you need to learn how to be able to get in and land that hit confirm without because that's the other thing. Virgil will go down really quickly if you get him in a combo. He doesn't have a lot of life either. But, oh, my God, he's just so stupid. <laughs> and his range, he cuts, like, half the screen with that shitty up-down katana combo. He's like katana-rama and fucking combo. <laughs> he also cuts time as, a, as almost full screen. He's, 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 you know, I feel like we should just move on. Because the more we talk about him and the more we legitimately try to talk about him as a character, the more we keep bringing up how fucking busted he is (laughs) yeah i mean i feel like we didn't even get this hardcore with the phoenix shit but you know like virgil is superman is a good comparison you learn one combo and you just kind of you teleport with your swords on and you just you know you strap on your fucking rape pants and you get in the fray like that's all you do you you know yeah no that's i got nothing i got nothing the more i think about it the more i'm just like yeah no, that's all he's going to do, or he's going to chip you out. Because then he's going to either throw his sword at you, or he's going to keep comboing you. Yeah, that's it. And here's the thing. Okay, so again, if you got... And, and, and again, the character of the week was submitted by you, the people. And if you want to submit a character of the week... Send you, us the an email. Have to do better, <laughs> you, right? you, the people, have to do better. You, the people, have to do... I mean, okay, no, that's not true, because we gave some good advice. Don't get hit by Helmbreaker. Don't be scared. See? Yeah? <laughs> Aren't you guys oh, happy oh. you listened to this one? <laughs> do better. There. That's all the advice. The three things you need to beat Virgil. Yeah. So, anyway, this was submitted by you people. If you'd like to submit a character of the week uh, and hear us do what we just did on the show about him, uh, just submit it to keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. Now, before we end each podcast, we always like to do Q&A from the fans. And I've actually got two uh, but we're going to do the major one first, and then the other one is going to kind of end it. So, um, J9, J99, J998, J, J998, whatever, I suck. J998 asks, <laughs> I'm sorry, J998, I, so, I don't know how you want me to say your name. That's how you say your name. Your name is J now. So, J asks, I really like playing arcade mode and training modes, but I have hesitations about playing online. I know that doesn't make much sense, but I can't seem to get past my fears of playing against other people on the net. Any suggestions to get over my fear of playing online, to get past my inhibitions? So, Savage, how do you get past playing online? Uh, It's like a needle. You just gotta get the prick. You know, you just gotta gotta do it. You gotta go on, because right now you're scared of going online and someone just dominating you and thinking you're a scrub. And either calling you a scrub or sending you a note that you're a scrub. And then you having to live with the fact that someone out there, some stranger knows you're a scrub. And you're a scrub. And that's going to happen. It's going to be a thing that happens. You're going to go on there. You're going to suck real bad. He's probably going to beat you. He's probably going to troll you. He might even send you a letter. And if it's on Xbox Live, he might send you a voicemail. (laughs) It's going to happen. You just got to get out there. You just... Gotta just you gotta get that pin prick, get over it, and just get some tough skin and go for it. We already talked about it a couple weeks ago about the dude that that just kept busting my balls while he stopped on them. <laughs> and so I'm just he just he kept talking shit to me the whole time. Just kill yourself. He's the whole time just sitting there. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. You should quit. Quit this game. Yeah. You just gotta get that tough skin. I know you're scared, but once you get on, once you get online, you realize it doesn't matter, and that you once you start showing improvement, you won't be able to stop. And that's the thing. I think I think that's really the thing is that playing against other people online, like the difference between playing online versus offline with arcade or whatever, the difference isn't other people. The difference is you, okay? Because at the end of the day, the only difference between you playing arcade mode and you playing online 
is you ha- being concerned about how other people are going to see you. You, you yourself being concerned that other people are going to think you suck or that other people are going to be, are going to beat you. You can still lose to the arcade, but for s- the reason that it doesn't matter is because there's not a person on the other end. And I mean, really, I, you should treat it like arcade mode. There's, there's, there's no difference. The only difference is that you see that number on the screen of your win losses, which we've already told you you need to ignore. <laughs> you need to fucking ignore it. Uh, but the difference isn't other people. The difference is you. I mean, the games are going to be the same. You're going to have the same. Um, the game is going to. I mean, all most games have a pretty good matchmaking system. Uh, I'm going to say except Tekken, but most games have a pretty good matchmaking system because I'm just bitter about Tekken right now. But most games have a very good matchmaking system. So after you get your ass kicked a couple of times, you're going to start at least seeing some people that are in the same boat as you. But why do you play video games? Do you play it so that you can get better and have fun and, and you know, enjoy what you're doing? Why does it matter? Why, why does your, your having fun have to do with whether you win or lose? That's the real question you should be asking yourself. Do you know what I mean? If you have, you, what you want to be doing is get into a state of mind where you're just having fun because you're playing. That's it. And whether it's alcohol or playing with friends or something else that helps you get past that barrier – I mean, it's just good in general to realize that you're playing it to have fun, not to win or lose. Winning can be fun, but losing can be fun, too, if you think about it like that. So the difference is not – it's not them, Jay, Jay. It's you. And uh, you're doing good. You called the right place. We've done a lot of uh, talk about this. But you cannot put so much into your performance in the game. You know what I mean? You want to be able to be at a point where, I mean, I, 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 we always advocate playing arcade mode so that you feel like you can still be learning while you lose playing online, but there should be no difference to you between playing online and playing an arcade. It should matter pretty much the same, uh, which is not at all. So, so yeah, I mean, any suggestions, I guess, to help start you getting past it, um, play with Drink. friends, take turns, be in the sa- be failing in the same room as someone else. And drink. And if you're above the age of 21, you can drink. Uh, but oh, it yeah. really does help when you have other people that are in the same boat as you doing it at the same time um, that you are friends with, obviously, that aren't the same as trolls as the people that are on Street Fighter and Injustice <laughs> and stuff like that. But it, it's a good way to – it's a good buffer because it's not just you and your thoughts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Against the internet. It's you and a buddy and you're, you're going at it together. So uh, – so yeah, I think that I think that's uh, I hope that helps, Jay. I think that's uh, that's a good place to start for you. Is you need to find uh, find that Zen place where it does not matter whether you win or lose, no matter how much you lose, because you're gonna lose. Okay, and uh, and realize that you can still have fun doing both parts of the game, and just by trying to learn. Um, and so the next question, uh, I've actually gotten a couple questions like this, but uh, immaculately frightful. Uh, uh, is the one that most recently emailed me. Uh, he asks, uh, hey, I've been enjoying your podcast recently, but I have to know what is the song being played at the end of the episodes. I should recognize it, but I can't place it. Thanks for making my workday pass a little fr- uh, faster. Thank you, Immaculately Frightful. To answer your question. Uh, no, wait, no, no, I got, I got a better question. You know what? Do you not have Shazam? Do you, is, is that a thing? Is that it a won't thing show that... up on Shazam. Are you kidding me? I'm is, way is, too indie for that. Really? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not showing up on Shazam. You guys can try it at home and, and message me if it does. I I I would bet you I would I would yeah. bet you that it doesn't show up on Shazam. All right. All right. Don't troll right. him. He's asked a legitimate <laughs> question. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't even know what the last song. Do you? Okay. How about this? Do you know what the last song is? No, no. I, I don't listen to this crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> so don't hate on him for not knowing. So okay, anyway, terrible. <laughs> the immaculately, immaculately frightful, and everybody else who's been wondering, um, it's a remix of Ryu's theme from Street Fighter Two uh, called Dojo Beat, I think, and uh, you can get it from OC Remix, uh, ocremix.org. Oh, that's what's called Freestyle Dojo. Um, so yeah, it's a remix of uh, Ryu's theme. So there you go. Put some knowledge on you. That's what you've been listening to uh, at the end of every podcast. Uh, it's a pretty awesome song. 
Um, so yeah, I think that does it for round number 19 of our podcast. Um, yeah. Do you have any shout outs, Savage, or, uh, you ready to sign us out? Oh man, actually, um, yeah, no shout outs this week. Uh, it's been pretty calm. Uh, I haven't run to anyone that I wanted to send any special hate out to. Um, Capcom hasn't shit on itself too spectacularly. Uh, oh, here's one. Shout out to Namco Bandai. Bring Gundam versus to America, or I will fly to Japan, and I will burn you to the ground. <laughs> and as always, you know, stay sexy. Oh my god, we'll catch you guys next time, but maybe not you, Namco Bandai. Because you'll be on fire. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next time.